Live. Live from This is the Just End the Suffering Podcast. For the win. Got it! He broke his head. Follow me. Follow me to freedom. Here's your host, Mike Phillips. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Just End Suffering Podcast. New York Sports Talk and Long Suffering Fam. Your host, Mike Phillips. We already did an NFL draft episode this week, but we had some major breaking news in the world of hockey. We cannot wait till next week to discuss this. So joining me today, our hockey guy. We're going to talk to him next week, but we're going to get a two in a row of Pete Constantinori. Pete, how are you? Uh, crazy week we had in Rangers hockey. Crazy week. I'm sure we'll touch upon Monday night a little bit, but the story is today... Um, some big news breaking. Why don't you go ahead and tell the folks that? Yeah, there has been some big time breaking news today that we had a bomb dropped on us about four o'clock in the afternoon today. And the architects of the letter of the rebuild, Ranger President John Davidson, GM Jeff Gordon, have been fired by James Dolan. Apparently, he was not satisfied with the timetable of the rebuild right now. It looks like Chris Drury, the assistant GM is taking over both roles at the moment. I have to say I was pissed off when this news broke. Pete, I'm assuming you were about 50 times more pissed off than I was. I'm just so confused, right? I mean, there's been a lot of things going around the Twitter feeds and and everything going on. Um, Let's, let's break it down really quick. So one of the theories and what's being reported by a lot of the top reporters of Rangers hockey is that Jeff, um, Jeff, excuse me. Um, James Nolan. Yeah, James Nolan. Dolan. What was yeah. uh, Dolan? Excuse me. Wow, I'm I'm having a I'm having a day. Uh, James Dolan um, was mulling this over for a while. Apparently, um, that this was a long time coming when it came to his mind and his thoughts that the rebuild wasn't going as quickly as he wanted it to. Maybe he was getting a little spoiled with how Rose was doing with the New York Knicks. That's one theory. The other theory I'm hearing is about the statement that the Rangers released about Tom Wilson. Now, if you haven't seen that statement, you can go to the New York Rangers Twitter and look that up. But essentially what New York Rangers, the New York Rangers organization put out there, again, speculation if if J.D. and Jeff Gordon knew that this went on because they deny that they knew this was happening and they kind of distanced themselves away from the statement. The statement was pretty much saying that they were very disappointed that Tom Wilson did not get suspended for the incident that happened on Monday night. Really quickly, Monday night, Tom Wilson gives a cheap shot to Pavel Bushnevich while he's face down in the crease. Um, a scrum ensues. And Artemi Panarin comes and gives him a bear hug from the back. Um, and then Wilson just goes off and pretty much throws him around like a ragdoll. Wilson is a much heavier, much stronger dude than Panarin is. And I think Wilson kind of knew that. Um, and we were talking, uh, we, I was listening to uh, NHL Live on NBC Sports Network. And Patrick Tarr was saying, you know, there, there's a code. You don't, you know, you can beat up the little guy, but you don't. You, you hold back. What Wilson did was body slam him with no helmet on. Um, it grabbed his hair and it threw him on the ground from his hair. Right. Which wound up ending Artemi Panarin's season. Granted, there's only, what, like three or four more games, so it was a short season to to finish. However, it was a very dangerous play. So going back to the original point, the New York Rangers set out this um, statement on Twitter and all their social media saying that the player safety board did not do what they were supposed to do, and they're questioning George Peros, who is the head um, of player safety. They're questioning his judgment and his um, ability to be a leadership in the leadership role. So pretty much calling out 
a member of player safety, which hasn't happened before in the past, I don't think, directly, uh, especially in the world of social media where it's a little bit easier. I don't think we've seen that yet to this date. A lot of people are saying that the New York Rangers have overstepped. I disagree with that. If the NHL is not going to protect their players, then something has to be said, something has to be done. However, it's just way too coincidental, in my opinion, for this to happen so short after a statement like that goes out. And if if Dolan was thinking about this, why didn't he wait till three games were up and just at the end of the season get rid of him? What were these three games going to do? I don't think James Dolan is in a position to say, well, I need to flex my power. We know his power. He owns MSG. He owns a lot of teams. He's worth a lot of money. So that's what's going on. And I, I don't know what to believe. Again, a lot of the top reporters that report on Rangers hockey are saying that this is not the case, that James Dolan did this because he's been thinking about this. But why is Quinn still employed? Why did this happen? A day after a statement that comes out against the NHL comes out. Everything's a little fishy to me. Um, And honestly, J.D., Jeff Gordon, Jeff Gordon got the core of the Boston Bruins. J.D. helped the St. Louis Blues and the Columbus Blue Jackets. These are really, really good personnel, really, really good men to have in your organization. I can't understand why James Dolan doesn't want them. Yeah, I think there's a couple of things to unpack here. Number one, the big question is, obviously, James Dolan, he owns a team. He probably thinks... And we know, again, we know James Holden's not know much hockey because remember the last time he was directly involved with the hockey, the team stunk for a solid eight, right. nine years. It was only after the lockout he couldn't throw a big money, but he said, okay, Glenn Sather, you run the team. And then Glenn Sather built a cup contender. So James Dolan now probably sitting here says, I sent my ticket holder the letter in 18. I was fine with it. We are now entering 2021. Where are my results? I want to see my team winning soon. And it sounds like, according to Larry Brooks, Larry Brooks on the post, the one who broke this, he basically said that he was told that JD and Gordon basically talked to Dolan and said, hey, don't rush this. We have a chance to do this right. We have a plan. We're going to follow the plan. And James Dolan's like, that's not good enough for me. And to your point, I think it's possible that the letter, that the statement going out, and if it's true that JD and Gordon dissed themselves around, maybe that's the final straw that pushed him to say, no, I can't deal with these guys anymore. But it does make you interesting because you brought David Quinn. This is typically the point where, you know, you feel the young team's underachieving. Maybe you change the coach and say, okay, Let's bring a veteran coach in here to teach these guys how to be winners. What, what Dolan did is the opposite. He said, okay, I'm going to get rid of the guys, put the team together, and keep the head coach for now, which makes no sense. I mean, I understand that James Dolan wants to win, right? I mean, we haven't won since 1994. As Ranger fans, we've been patiently waiting, and I understand that. But at the end of the day, the coach is the first person to go. The coach is directly influencing how the players are playing, except for obviously the players themselves, on the ice at that season. Now, granted, if Jeff Gordon and J.D. didn't do their jobs and didn't fire Quinn early enough in James Dolan's eyes, then, yes, James Dolan has justification to say, look, you didn't really do the right thing, but you'd think he'd clean house at that point. And he'd say, we're getting rid of Quinn. We're bringing up our AHL affiliate uh, coach whose name escapes me right Uh, now. Chris Knobloch. Yes. Um, Chris Jury is going to step in, which I'm actually not too – upset about i'm upset that we had to get that we got rid of these two major 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 key roles in building the team that we have today but chris drury has has made a lot of good teams especially in the usa program so there's a lot like you said to unpack but there's a lot of speculation there's some people saying that james dolan didn't like that jd and jeff gordon distanced themselves away from protecting players and he said well your loyalty should be with your players I don't see James Dolan being that type of person. I'm not saying that he's a bad person or that he wouldn't um, stick up for his players. I just don't see him being that type of person saying, well, why don't you stick up your players? You're fired. 
Yeah, I think if you look at this team, if you look at the team that Jeff Gordon has built and what he's done, especially after getting rid of pretty much every single draft pick we've had between the years of 2010 and 2016, we're in a really, really good position to win a cup in maybe the next five years, which for a team that was hitting rock bottom is pretty damn quick. Yeah, I mean, you look at all the moves Gordon made. I mean, whether it was stealing Micah Zibanejad from the Senators, whether it oh, was... such a steal. Whether it was base, the move to get Jacob Truer, where he trade he made a trade, sent Kevin Hayes out, got a first round pick from Winnipeg, sent it back with Neil Peon to get Jacob Truer. That's another great move. Using getting these extra picks in the sell offs to get guys like Keandre Miller, Niles Lundquist. Like they had so many good opportunities here, and they set themselves up with so many picks, so many young prospects, and we're right on the verge of it. And it feels like I don't know if you read the Athletic or not. Rick Carpinello who covers this team is like, hey, you know what? This is not the year to do it. 2021, 2022 should be this contained with the playoffs. And then two years from now is when you're supercharged. when you have the cat space, you can go get a big star. You're going to win the cup. But James right. Dolan is not patient. James Dolan, basically right now, he's a big into the Knicks. He sees what's happening there. He's like, why can't my hockey team do this? Why can't we make the playoffs? And now he's in, in my opinion, just being an impatient child and says, you know, what? I, I want my cake and I want it now. And it makes you worry, you know, what's going to happen here? Is he going to go down to Chris Drury and say, go get me Jack. I don't care what the cost is. So, so here's, here's what I speculate is happening. And this is obviously just a theory. This is not confirmed. So everyone that's listening, please don't take this as, as gospel. I was listening to um, Mike, Mike Johnson. I believe that's his name. I can't remember his first name, but he was talking on TSN or something like that. And he was bringing up a, a player safety issue that had happened back. I think it was either 2003 or 2013. It was one of those. It was the three, but it was early two thousands, mid 2000, you know, early two thousands. The San Jose sharks had, publicly said that they don't agree with the player safety's um, decision, even though they didn't like call out someone specifically and they got charged a hundred thousand dollar fine. And this is, if it's 2013, if I'm getting the date correct again, 2003, 2013, I can't remember exactly, but let's say it was, you know, 2013, which is what, eight years ago. If eight years ago, it's a hundred thousand dollar fine. Why have we not heard about anything that the Rangers are being, fined or punished for calling out a specific member, George Peros, nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> and, and all of a sudden the day after, Oh, we have to let you go. It just, it doesn't make sense. Why don't you just keep them the rest of the season? Right. Just for PR sake, just for PR sake, let's say this is just a coincidence. It's a horrible, horrible, horrible time to get let go of someone because now the speculation is going to hit that the NHL forced James Gordon Jeez, James Dolan, what is it going on with me? James Dolan to do something about this to get rid of Jeff Jeff Gordon and 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 Davidson. I can understand that theory. At the same time, James Dolan does not care what people think about. So we've seen this with the no, Knicks. he does. He doesn't. He definitely doesn't. But again, why is David Quinn still in a position of power over the players? I don't think the GM is going to David Quinn saying these are the plays you have to run. Right, I believe wholeheartedly that Jeff Gordon and and John Davidson gave David Quinn full control over how he runs his hockey team when it comes to stuff going on on the ice. Yes, he has, you know, a coach has his input when it comes to drafting players and, 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 you know, bringing people up and down from the AHL. But I don't think the GM and the president of hockey operations had their hand in what was going on the ice. So if James Dolan was that concerned about winning now, why isn't the coach in question? Why is David Quinn behind the bench right now? And not all three of them are gone. To me, it's just kind of the fact that James Dolan has no idea what he's doing with hockey. That's a simple. It's, it's, look, it's, it's a possibility. You're right. He has no clue what the hell he's doing. But I'll tell you this. Jeff Gordon and Davidson 
they're going to be on other teams. They're going to be in other organizations. They're way too good to just be done with their careers. Oh, no, they're both this be, is not an end to their career. No, they will both be somewhere and, next year. Right. And Dolan made a grave, grave mistake by getting rid of these two. And I don't know if it's because the NHL pressured him. I don't know if it's because he's been fed up. I don't know if it's because he didn't like that. They didn't, you know, again, this is all speculation that they didn't back their team, but it was a horrible, horrible, horrible mistake. And it's, it's a shock. Other GMs, even the GM of the national hockey league had tweeted out, or I saw some, um, quotes by him via tweet that he was shocked. Like what the hell is going on? So it horrible move in my opinion. Again, time will tell. We don't know if we'll get the whole truth. If my speculation is correct, if Twitter's speculation is correct, if what the major hockey coverage um, outlets are getting from Dolan himself or the organization is true, that he was just fed up with them. I don't know if we'll get the straight answer. Horrible move for the Rangers franchise. And I hope to God that we do not break apart what we built for the last three years, three or four years. Yeah. On the Dolan front, I will say also, I understand you're not speaking today considering they had a game at night. And he, as you've seen, this game has been a complete S show because he had Wild. fights up the wazoo because the Rangers are trying to get back at the, at the Tom Wilson situation. We had basically six fights in about the first like t- 10 minutes of the game. We had yep. all sorts of craziness. I understand this, but if tomorrow and they're not playing, the next time they have an off day, I mean, you cannot, if you're James Dolan, send Chris Drury out there and have him explain what's going on. You need to be in front of the Zoom call on the on the Zoom call yourself with the media and say, "Here's why I did this." You can't let Chris Drury read a statement. You know what? I don't. I don't. You're right. I agree with you 100. percent But I think Drury's going to be reading the statement. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can. I could probably bet money on it. I don't think James Dolan's coming out of his his office or even going on the Zoom call to explain himself. No, he should. He didn't come out. And, he didn't come out and explain himself with the whole uh, what was it, the Spike Lee incident? Yeah. I don't think he came out and explains himself there. Uh, and that's a huge celebrity. And that's a diehard Knicks fan. You know, like that's that's someone who's influential. Uh, I'm not saying that, uh, you know, J.D. and Jeff Gordon are influential, but not everyone knows who J.D. and Jeff Gordon are in social media in general. There's a lot of people that don't know hockey that know Spike Lee, uh, excuse me, basketball that know Spike Lee. So I don't think he's coming out and saying anything. I think you'll see Drury behind that microphone in that Zoom call reading a statement from the Rangers organization, which is sad because if if Dolan doesn't come out and say something, it just makes him look even worse on the decision. It does. It also reminds me, I think I see this exact playoff happening because what happened with the Knicks when they fired David Fisdale a couple of years ago, they sent out the two GMs to basically say, oh, he's like on hot water, blah, blah, blah. And like they had a state of the state of the season press conference after a win, I think, no less. And it was like, hey, we're not happy with how things are going. And then he was fired a couple days later and then never saw Dolan again. So we're not shocked at all. Chris Jury just has to bear, has to eat this. And remember, James Dolan doesn't really have a stake in these teams anymore. He wants to sell the teams. This has been a news story for the past, I don't know, before the pandemic, I think. Yeah. He wants to sell the teams. He wants to keep MSG because he knows how much money he brings in from that venue. That's why no one's going to buy the teams because they can't get the venue on top of it. Yeah. So you have a guy who has publicly said, I want to sell the teams. I'm open to it. decisions like this. He's not saying he wants to. He's saying he's open to it. Okay, but if you're open to, you want to. If you you don't want to sell a team or you're not even going to – you're not going to entertain that sort of offer. You're not going to entertain any – I'm open to it. That's a political way, in my opinion, saying, yeah, I want to get rid of the team for the right price. That doesn't really seem like you're in it. That seems like, yeah, if someone gives you the right offer, you're gone. So if you're halfway out the door to begin with, 
what the hell are you doing making decisions like this? Especially to a fan base who does their research, does their homework, and knows what the hell's going on. Yeah, I mean, I think right now, I think I think both Davidson and Gordon had like 95% approval rating on Ranger fans. I think they made the 5% is, hey, is, who are in the James Dolan camp. The problem is James Dolan is one of those 5%. He has the final call here. I mean, obviously, he's the owner of the team, right? Yeah. I mean, he has the final say. So it's not like he's outside of his rights to do what he did. He wants to fire anyone. He could fire anyone at any moment. I'm sure he could fire a player at some point. It doesn't really matter at that point. I just don't think I, I don't think this was smart. I and who knows? Look, if my speculation is correct and the NHL said, hey, you got to fire these two, we don't like that. We, this was so outspoken. As a person who owns a team, I don't know what I would do, but I would stick by my general manager and and my and my president of hockey operations. Yeah, this this looks terrible, especially for someone again who likes hockey. Right? I did my research. I listened to a couple of of interviews. If you're saying the player safety group has fined people for outspokenly saying they don't agree with a call or they don't agree with uh, their decision and fine them a hundred grand. You're telling me there's no repercussion for the New York Rangers who have called out George Peros personally? Yeah. I feel where like- Where is that? Where's the million dollar fine? Where's the money maker there? That's why, again, the day after the statement comes out, two of the best president and general managers in the game right now get fired out of nowhere with three games left of the season. I, I don't know. That just seems very fishy to me. Again, all speculation. I could be completely wrong. It could be James Dolan being James Dolan being, you know, a poor little rich guy who's like, I, I want to win now. And he just throws a tantrum because he can't understand that we have to build these young guys. Fine. But it, I don't know, man. It just doesn't seem it doesn't sit right to me. Yeah, well, nothing with him sits right. The thing you're worried about right now is, like you said, you're at a critical point in this rebuild where you have a lot of skilled players. I know one of the things Larry Brooks said in his article today was, hey, you know, like, Dolan was wondering, why, where's our leadership? He saw these games against the Islanders where they were basically bullied off the ice, and we had the Tom Wilson incident, and, like, saying we're putting too much on skill, not enough on will, and that's just James Dolan thinking hockey's 1994 again, not in 2021. But at the same time, you worry with him because – he sit now. He said got a big influence on Chris Jury because Chris Jury knows like I have my job because of James Dolan. So if I piss him off, I could be out the oh, door yeah. behind He's him. Down. So yeah, yeah. So like your worry is that James Dolan goes up to him, picks up, goes on the Zoom call and says, "Hey Chris, go get Jack Eichel for me. I don't care what the price is. Make it happen." And then you end up giving up too much because Buffalo robs you blind. I mean, Buffalo wanted Capo Caco and Lafreniere. Yeah, for Eichel. If that happens, we're we're done. We're done until we can get another first. I mean, I don't think the Rangers have had the first overall pick in quite some time. I don't have the number on me. It's 1965. Okay. You're going to go and get rid of your first round pick, first overall, who who could be promising. Again, I think it's a little too soon to tell. But he's been doing pretty well for a rookie who's got thrown into a team who, let's be honest, is not the you know Pittsburgh Penguins or the Capitals or the Islanders. No, it's, I mean, so 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 for for a kid who comes in never playing in the National Hockey League, producing and helping and doing everything that you that you would hope for a rookie, I say he's having a pretty successful year. And if and if they go and if they go and see Fox and how he's doing, and Buffalo says we want Fox, and and Dolan says do it, are you, we're going to get rid of a guy who literally will be a Norris Trophy winner in the next? either this year or the next couple of years and probably a, a multiple Norris Trophy winner because he's that good. 
I, I don't understand it. And, and, and it, who knows? It might be, it might be Dolan saying, okay, I have my hand in with the Knicks. Now the Knicks are doing well. Now I got to put my hand in where the Rangers are. And I'm telling you right now, that ain't going to go well. It ain't going to go well for the fans. It ain't going to go well for the team. And you're going to have a lot of pissed off Ranger fans really, really soon. If you start messing with the core that Jeff Gordon and uh, John Davidson has built. Yeah, and that is the thing you have to think about, too, with the Rangers, because you look at the way they're set up right now. Like, they don't need that much more. They need oh. – you want to say you want you got to get a second-line center that's better than Ryan Strome. That's probably one piece you definitely need. You need a little grit on the fourth line, sure. You could probably use a veteran defenseman in there to help round out this group. But apart from that, getting these guys to grow together, that's really all you really need. You don't need to go do gigantic moves. just like making gigantic moves. Right, and, I, and, and, we, and we did that already. Yeah. And where did that lead us, right? 2014, that whole 2013 to 2016 stint, we lost to the Kings in the most embarrassing way. Yeah. Five games, a couple overtime losses, the last loss to be overtime. We went, we went all in and look where it got us. Nowhere. Yeah. Nowhere. I don't care if we got to the Stanley Cup final. I don't care if we got to the Stanley Cup playoffs six out of seven seasons. If you didn't win it, it means nothing. 100%. And honestly, and honestly, Dolan has the wrong idea when it comes to what the fans want and probably what the players want. Because I'll tell you right now, the players don't want to have everything swap on them once they start having chemistry with someone. They don't want to feel like they're the next one to go. That's all so volatile that they might be dealt for a better player because Dolan wants to do this with Chris Drury. Let's just say if that's a thing. Again, speculation. We don't know how this is going to play out. It's not good. It's not good. No, it's not. And it's one thing you also worry about with him also is like, I've been listening to like the podcast series on the athletic shattered. based stuff about the downfall of the Knicks for the last like 20 years. And James Dolan directly responsible for a lot of that. Reminds me also a lot of that Carmelo Anthony saga where Johnny Walsh trying to get his trade. He had a plan on it. Melo said, I'm not like, I'm, I'm need to get trade now. I want my extension early. And there was rumors that Brooke, the Nets at that point were interested And James Dolan basically took over the negotiations and, Gave up way more than he had to get the deal done. And that's something you can worry about here where let's say Chris Drury has a decent deal on the table for Jack Eichel and say that's the direction they decide they want to go. Then all of a sudden, James Dolan could say, we need to get this done if, say, I don't know, give, give me a, another container. Let's say, like, you know, Carolina wants to get on this for some stupid reason. And he says, okay, let's get, like, they, like if I have Fox, not going to stop us from getting Jack Eichel in here. So I could see something like that. That'd be terrifying. It's, it's very terrifying. It's very terrifying. And honestly, it, you're building up hope for a fan base and then doing this just tears it down. Yeah. We're going into an unknown. Like I said, Drury has made some really good USA teams. We don't know how he is in the NHL when it comes to building teams as GM yet, in my opinion. You're really taking a Rangers fan base who was excited, who were excited, who were excited, I want to say. Yeah. Who probably are still are. I'm still excited, but again, we don't know what this team's going to look like next year. You're taking a Rangers fan base and a Rangers team who see the improvements and see how hard they're working and see a light at the end of the tunnel, a possible Stanley Cup win in, in maybe five years, maybe less. And you literally just said, hey, we're taking the guys, the two guys that have done this for you. We're getting rid of them. I'm jumping in here as Dolan, yeah, and I'm, yeah. I, I want something done. Most most Ranger fans are Knicks fans because of, uh, and again, I'm speculating on that, because they play in the same building. I'm sure a lot of the Knicks fans that are Ranger fans are going, oh, no, not again. I'm like saying, oh, no, not again. 
And it's just a simple fact. I mean, you look at the way this team is going. I mean, JD came here in 2019. They worked hard to get him to leave Columbus. And he was in a good spot with the Blue Jackets running that team. He came back and said, this is his dream job. He loved, loved being a Ranger. In two short, two seasons, less than two seasons, both shortened by pandemic. One started late, one finished early. They were over 500 with one of the youngest rosters in the league. A lot of young talent being integrated into the mix. They, in the toughest division in the league, they were fifth and fighting hard down the stretch to get back in the mix here. That's not good enough. I'm worried. Well, well, that's well, this is where the speculation from my end yeah. comes from. I'm not saying that Dolan is the most reasonable person. I don't know who he is, but from reports, it doesn't really sound like he's that reasonable. However, two seasons and one season is a pandemic season, and you're already done with him? Well, I understand. I could, if you want to make the play, the argument for Jeff Gordon, okay, he's been around for, for a number of years. Fine. You want to make that argument? Fine. But Davidson? Like, whoa. He, he's the president. He, he was only around for... Uh, two seasons, like you said, and and one of the seasons, and even this season was messed up because of the pandemic. And you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna take that into consideration. You're gonna take that into consideration over the guy who's coaching them on the ice. You don't even make a statement by saying I'm cleaning house in leadership. I mean, that's what he said. He wanted new leadership, right? Well, David Quinn is part of that leadership to those players. Yeah, what, I like I said, what is Davidson and Gordon telling Quinn that Quinn doesn't know already? Or what are they telling him to influence his play on the ice? I don't think it's anything. I think Gordon and Davidson are the kind of guys that would say, all right, it's your team. Run it. And if we feel like you're not doing it right, we're going to fire you. I mean, that's just how it is. I, I it, Look, we can we can talk about this until the cow come, cows come home. We can we can talk about this until we're blue in the face. Speculation, speculation. We're not going to know probably the real reason ever unless some sort of bombshell drops and so Chris Drew comes out and says, yeah, the NHL told us that we need to get rid of them because of what happened. They probably won't do that. If that's the truth, they probably won't even be outspoken about that because they already had to pay the consequences for being outspoken in the first place against the, against the NHL. And I'm not saying the NHL is a bad organization. I just think that player safety dropped the ball in this whole Wilson incident. And Wilson... Uh, for those of you who don't know, have had has had like five suspensions in his career, in his career, you know, since 2017, and one of those was a 14 game suspension for a check to the head, and then he goes and does this, and he gets a five thousand dollar fine. This guy's a repeat offender. He plays dirty. That should have been a suspension, at least two games, at least one game. Now, because there was no suspension, the Rangers are taking matters into their own hands, and there's penalties going left and right. There's six fights in the first ten minutes. Where where is the structure with player safety? Again, conversation for a different day. But if my if I'm correct with that speculation, and that's the response by the NHL, Dolan's not going to say anything. No, Chris Drury's not going to come out and say it because then they're going to get more penalties because they're 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 going to be penalized even more because they're talking about the NHL again. They're being outspoken about the the organization that told them you have to fire them again. Want to reiterate everything I'm saying is speculation because I'm not a reporter. I'm not inside talking to Dolan. I'm not getting reports like that. I'm just going by what I've seen on Twitter. This whole thing, even if it's Dolan mulling this over for however many years, months, the whole thing seems forced and very, very fishy. Yeah, there's a wrap it up here. Two options here on the table. We think we've figured out here. Number one, this is complete speculation. Again, Peter and I are not hockey insiders. You don't have sources. We're just going based on the information that's available to us on the social, right. on the internet, through reporting done by other reporters. Option one, which is the Pete theory, which is the league was not thrilled about the Wilson statement from the Rangers, went to the garden and said, Jimmy, you got to fire these two guys. They're not, you're not allowed to come after the league. 
That's 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 scenario one. Scenario two is the one that Larry Brooks put out, which is James don't all of a sudden decide he knows hockey and that he feels his team should be competing faster than JD and Gorton wanted it to, and decided to make a change and try and rev up the rebuild here. Neither scenario is good. No, no, absolutely not. Well, Pete, I want to say it was good to vent. Thanks for taking the time to come on. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, I'll have you back on. You'll be back here next week. We'll take a deeper dive into that parlor hockey beyond the Rangers. Obviously, you catch up at that point what's going on here with the Rangers. Look, a little bit about the playoff picture. Like the Rangers are not going there, but there's some interesting matches coming up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. Stay tuned for that. Check out the conversation next week. We're going to have that coming on. We're going to have a chat with our, our Nick Frietta. We're going to do the Sky Guys Season 4, Dog Hat Clone Wars, and more. Until then, have you had a better day than the Rangers fan, guys? This has been the Just End the Suffering Podcast. I'm out.